So this is the one. What's up, guys? Today's guest is a professional tricker and sponsored athlete of Gravitated Equations. Please welcome to the Jamcast, Mr. Bailey Payne. What's up, Bagels? What is good, everybody? I hope yes. you're having a fantastic day right now. <laughs> I am, for sure. <laughs> Dude, I am uh, glad to have you here, man. And what's crazy is you are now officially a resident of my city, Los Angeles. Yes, I have now resided over here, or more like a... Living here currently, yeah, yeah. So I still uh, home address to South Carolina, obviously, but I'm just long vacationing out here. You and Posh are kind of like that gypsy lifestyle, just like yeah. Except I got a home now. Posh (laughs) was living in my home when I was out here. Like I got a legit bed now. (laughs) So how long you been out here in LA now? Uh, LA, I've been out here. Well, first Shark and I got an RV and we moved across in November 1st, not last year, the year before. So 2017. Yeah, 2017. Yeah, 2017. Wow, time is flying, man. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. A full year in the RV. That's crazy. Was absolutely, <laughs> I, I can't even say the words I want to say for that. But. I guess you. Uh, there's one way to get close with your brother and that's to live in an RV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, from the nights from it rattling side to side, uh, <laughs> just you know, just hanging out and whatnot. We can hear everyone. You can hear a sneeze. You can hear someone crying. Totally. Hear, yeah, it was a good bond for us. Well, I mean, that that makes a lot of sense. So I guess you spent so much time with him for a year. That's why he had to replace you with his girlfriend. Oh, uh, shout yeah. out to you, Sharkeisha. Much love. Yeah, I, <laughs> nah, I, I don't support that. But um, <laughs> no, nah, it's cool. Uh, I'm off here. Just you know, vibing on my own wave right yeah, now. Man. Yeah, we had it. We had our time in the RV, and then that now transitioned into the grab pad, yes. which is where I currently live. And who who's living in the grab pad? So the grab pad consists of Shark Z and me. That's awesome, man. Yes, three members of the grab gang. And I heard a rumor that uh, you guys no longer have a spring floor in the living room. Yeah, the homeowner made us take out the spring floor. It's quite unfortunate, <laughs> but I, it was literally the craziest thing we had for two weeks. Yeah, but <laughs> for two weeks. Yeah, that's all. Two, you- so this is the mindset I had. I was like, I have two weeks for this spring floor to be in it was actually only a week and then somehow shark got it to keep getting pushed back for like another day or two so literally all those days i was just like every month before that every day i was training outside yeah never went to like any like gym really yeah yeah you're just doing concrete training. content right but this i actually was training so i had a literally my goal was to do any trick i've ever done in my life in the house no. <laughs> just just because, like, you know, like, NTBS used to have the Tricker House. Yeah, yeah. And then that was, like, I went there in 2010. That was a long time ago. So and all those clips, though, were literally from one week. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two That's weeks. crazy. I sw- I could have sworn you guys had that thing for months. Like, we there were so many footage. clips that came out. <laughs> That's, and and how did the homeowner find out about it? I heard a rumor Sweet that she follows videos, you guys. Follows, yeah, <laughs> of course. I mean... It is what it is. Can't be what it's not. So we had to take that away. But the first thing to get taken was the trampoline. Yeah. We got a noise complaint. Was, dude, we had the best set of rectangle trampoline and we right had outside. a wall. Yeah, yeah. So we could do trample and it was literally perfect. But she, she said we had to take it down. <laughs> Quite unfortunate. But. And, and let me preface this by telling the listeners out here that uh, these guys are living in a house in Brentwood. 
<laughs> which is probably part of the reason why. In an alleyway. <laughs> yeah. Which is partly part of the reason why, though, they're so strict. Like, I bet if you had a, a spring floor and a trampoline in some other cities, you'd probably yeah. get away with it. So. Yeah, they're a little bougie there, but, you know, sometimes bit. you got to adapt to your environment and succeed. Yeah, you have a good situation yeah. going over there and the things you got going on with grab and stuff like that. Yeah, we're, we're fine with the hard floor, man. We got double layer mats. It's fine. <laughs> and shout out to Red Bull. It's the old Red Bull third down floor. No way. Yeah. That's what you got in the That's house. That's what they gave me. So no I have way. the carpet, actually, the main piece with the logo in my room under my bed. I sleep on it every night. No way. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. Shout out. Well, man, you kind of touched on it right now. And uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here is you're a professional tricker, former Red Bull sponsored athlete, one of the first Red Bull sponsored trickers. And you, you basically make a career out of movement. And your path is very unique because unlike Paul and myself that work in the industry, you're kind of like taking your own path right now and doing your own thing. But before we talk about that, how did this all start? Where did Bailey Payne's tumbling movement journey begin in South Carolina, right? Yeah. Uh, so once upon a time in a land called Irmo. <laughs> Irmo, baby. <laughs> Irmo, man. I yeah. only know that from sending you gear over the yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a small little country town. There's not much to do there, so uh, you either chew tobacco or play football. I no didn't want to do either, so I was like, you know what? Let's uh let's learn how to do flips. But that's not really how it came up. Yeah, we actually had a babysitter out? when I was like eight. Shark was seven, and uh, she lived literally across the street in this cul-de-sac okay. that we lived in. And she uh, basically got bored one day and we started showing Shark how to do back handsprings in the front yard. No way. Yeah. Did she know how to do them? She, she was, was like, a high school cheerleader. Oh, okay. So she was spotting you guys or just yeah, showing you? Yeah, she was you? spotting him. Oh, no way. Because it was just like my mom would go on like hella dates. And we were like, all right, what do we do? We're like done playing, sitting here watching yeah. TV. I got to do something. Some, something tells me that young Bailey and Jack had a lot of energy, too. Yeah, it was unreal. Like, the amount of energy just compacted in us. It was it was unreal. And, like, it all built up over time because we'd be grounded so often. And, like, we just have to sit in our room and be miserable. And, like, the days we got, like, to unleash everything, we unleashed everything. I'd climb through creeks. I'd swim through rivers. Like, yes. I don't even care, bro. It was all by my house. I lived on a golf course, so we just adventure. Okay. And then, uh... A little off path, but we used to trap candy bars to the golfers. We'd go buy a whole pack of 24 Snickers and sell them. Can't knock the hustle. I, yeah, I used to get in trouble in high school for sell, undercutting <laughs> the student store. Yeah, it was a little good business we had going. But like back to the tumbling thing, we'd go in our front yard. She, he'd do flips for a little bit, and then I would like, kind of do it, but not really. And then like, ah. a year later, I was like, all right, you know what? I'll try it. You know, you know, no way. And then... Shark ended up going to the gym that she trained at because, like, high schools would go cha- uh, train at, like, an all-star gym. They have, like, yeah. mats at their school, but to get more coaching and stuff, better help, they go to this gym called ACX. Totally. And then that's the iconic gym with the purple walls and the floor and stuff. That uh, That's where I grew up at. So Wow. This gym had everything I ever wanted because I had a backyard trampoline. Okay. So, like, I would try stuff on that when I was, like, nine. So, like, fast forward two years when I was introduced flips. I didn't do them every day. I would just try them like once every while. Yeah. Whenever. It wasn't like anything like, oh, I'm going to pursue this. It just kind of like randomly happened because she was bored. So it was like a happy accident. No you know way. Okay. So okay. Essentially, uh, we we were convinced that we need to go to a gym. We went to the gym and then they were like, shark, you need to come cheer. And if you do, we'll hook you up. Like, like free training. For free. Yeah. yeah. So he basically did that for like 
his whole life. Not the first year. The wow. first year they made him, or first two years they made him like pay to do it. Okay. And I was like, I'm not doing that. But I would have to watch through the glass window, and I couldn't wow. even go down there. They so even... he was tumbling before you were. Yeah. Oh. He had no. a whole two to three years on me. No shit. A lot That's of people crazy. don't know that. They yeah. Shark's older, but Shark's actually younger. She is 21. Yeah, About to turn 22 yeah. in five days, yeah. See, I knew she was younger, but I didn't know that she had tumbled longer than you. Yeah, That's crazy. tumbled two to three years on me. Wow. And I still do stuff she can't do. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> wow. All right, so so how old are you when you decide, all right, I'm going to, you decided I'm going to start Yeah, so I saw it when I was eight, and then like 10, 11, I really started doing it. Like, kind of like, I was like, all right, I'm going to try it out. And then 12 was when I just started actually like trying to do more stuff, like more but, tumbling, because... What like at our at the gym he was at? It was all structured like, hey, do this. You need to do it this way. We take like I would like I said watch through the glass window, but I couldn't go in. And they're like, if you come cheer, you can come use it whenever you want. And I was like, nah. For two years, I said no. I was like, that's whack. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Heck no. And I would have to go to all his competitions, and yeah. I have to watch. I'm like, this is so boring. Like I like traveling, but like I don't want to do that yeah you know? yeah and then i fell into it like i fell into the trap started cheering for all-star no way. at acx and you know next thing you know that was like when i was 12 that was my first year cheering when i was 12 okay and uh, they put me on a level four team which means i couldn't spin even though i knew how to do a full my first year i learned how to spin on the trampoline in my backyard I taught myself to spin both ways okay the first day but and level four, you have to just do traditional layouts, tumbling. Just layouts. Wow. So boring. I was like, this is whack. I was like, I want to use the gym, but the only way I can go use it is either if I'm practicing, which they won't let me do anything harder than my level, or I take a tumbling class. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want my mom to waste some money on a tumbling class. What? I'm like, dude, I can just try it. Just keep watching videos and try stuff. That's how it always worked. Like, watch YouTube videos, go try it. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. That's like my mentality and still kind of is. Like, just go watch videos and what I see on the internet, I can go try it, but innovate it. So anyway. at that age, did you have any structured tumbling or gymnastics classes? Or Never did gymnastics. Wow. Never did taekwondo. Okay. So anyone hating on my kicks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, my background's just straight cheerleading, tumbling, but not even cheerleading, like backyard tumbling because I grew up learning on my backyard Yeah, trampoline. so did they help you at all at ACX with learning technique or were you just kind of... They would tell me stuff I wouldn't listen because <laughs> at the end of the day, I figured, you know, you're just telling me stuff, but who's going to do it at the end of the day? So you just you know kind of... I'm saying? You just workshopped I, it on Yeah, oh. I would li- I'd be like, okay, yep. Yeah. And then I will go and whenever they do it, I do something completely different because I'm trying to like... Like, for me, I was like, I got to land a skill, and I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, without a mat, if I land a skill, I land a skill. Totally. Doesn't matter how I land it. If I land it, it's fully rotated, why not? It's good. And they were like, no, you need to have good technique. Lock your legs up on your toes. I'm like, dude, you sound like gymnastics coaches. One, this isn't gymnastics. Two, this is tumbling. I will have good tumbling. I just want to learn every skill first, and then I'll come back and and clean clean it up. (laughs) That's how I'm like, I'm like, dude, stack all my skills at a young age and then just boom. Yeah. But I wasn't like trying to like, oh, I want to get a triple full by 13. Like I have goals like that. It's just like, I need to get every skill in the book. I don't know how long it's going to take each one. I just got to do it. Wow. And then I literally just over time just started getting stuff. Like I got my double full second year tumbling. Okay. And on, on spring floor and then on grass, I got it probably my third year. Wow. And then my fourth year, I got my triple full. Okay. So you're around like 16 now at this point, or is this, or no, 14, yeah. 14 at this point? Uh, 14, okay. yeah. And then that's when I discovered tricking when and I was, I was 14. Ask, yeah, so the famous story about tricking, I heard you saw it in a gym. 
Yeah. Who did you so see? This though? is the whole story behind that. Every I was in sixth grade, right? And everyone just wants like, you know, basically to have fun at this place called ACX where I train, right? But it wasn't like go there during practice times. They had this thing on Fridays, like jam, open gym. Oh, okay. Like anyone open could come in. Yeah. Anyone, like kids would go hang out. It was the hangout spot. Not even for kids who flip. Everyone just come and hang out. And no like, way. Yeah. It's like it's a, it's a, if you're under 18, it's yeah, like one of the only things crazy. to do. It's not like that anymore, but like. Yeah. It was crazy how it was popping back in the day like that. And then everyone just hang out there. And then there's these other guys who are off in the corner doing, like, these flips I've never seen. They're literally – it was a J-Sep Gainer is what he was doing. Okay, okay. And the guy who was doing it was named Ben Hits. No way. Okay. Yeah, so he um, was just doing these gainers. I was like, what are they doing? I think they are doing B-Twist too. another guy named Isaac and another guy named Mason and Morgan. And it looked uh, yeah. different to you, though way different because <laughs> all my stuff was linear t- like that's why i got bored of tumbling because like i got when i was doing tumbling i like for me i was just like i said i didn't care about technique i just wanted to learn all the skills my way and yeah. honestly you doing it your way is your technique mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. not like you're listening to someone who wrote a book to say point your toes on that because I know a lot of like even people on trampoline, I know it's a different kind of like technique to get that bounce to spin faster. But some of their spins are faster than like people who do stuff on ground, you 100%. know, or divers' yeah, spins yeah. are fast. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's all about like where you come from. For me, I come from just backyard then to like the gym. So yeah. like I have my own technique. What helps me? You know, like there's people I get tagged on every day who live in Africa that are doing like there's a guy who do a whip double back on wood chips. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, we feature like, on the jam breakdown. Literally, what do they train on? Dirt and wood chips, yeah. and they're doing things that people don't get to even do on like pampered rod floors and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like that's called do your own technique, do you? You know, yeah, yeah. don't listen to other people because I know he's not listening to anyone. Yeah. Who's he gonna listen to out there? He's definitely learned a lot of that stuff on his own. Yes, <laughs> or, or or mimicking YouTube or they, other they stuff. They literally have nothing else yeah. but like watch and get motivation from like people doing crazy stuff. Yeah, totally. But, so so when you saw these tricks that look so different to you, did you like go walk up to them and ask like, so this what the is hell what is ha- this? Yeah, this is what happened. So I was with my friend. I forgot which friend it was, but. I was too nervous to go talk to them because they're older, even though I always hung out with older people. I was just nervous to go talk to them. And then my friend, I had him go talk to them, figure out, like, I was like, go ask them what they're doing. And then he went and talked to them and came back and told me. And then I, like, kind of, like, walked over there, like, slowly. And then, like, I was like, yo, this stuff's kind of dope. And then they were, like, showing me stuff like scoots, gainers, like, stuff like that. And I was like, that's kind of cool. I was like, Y'all are just doing this. No one's telling you what to do. I want to try that. No way. <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, all right, this is dope. And I just started like trying scoots, gainers. And then I think we did that for like a couple like Fridays consecutively back to back. And they like okay. showed me some stuff. And then like, I think by like the fourth time, they showed me a, a sampler from this guy named Teddy. Yes. And I saw Old school 2009 Teddy. Yes. sampler. And then I saw him do a box cutter. And that was like what really wanted. I was like, I need to start tricking. Like I saw no a box way. cutter. I was like, oh shit, that that's crazy. I was like, I need to do that. And then I saw him do uh, like B to his double corks. Yep. I was like, dude, I I gotta learn this stuff. Like it'll probably never happen, but I was like, I can try it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was way. like, but that like watching that stuff was like 
motivating to try at the time but that was not like me in the mindset of like i'm doing this long term yeah you just figured hey it's a new thing maybe i'll I'll give it a go yeah like at that point i even like i wasn't even thinking about college i wasn't thinking about anything i was like seventh eighth grade now i was like i don't even know like what i want to do i just want to do some flips like i'm doing this cheerleading thing and at that time i was like i love traveling and that was like my way to travel for free because when i started cheering they're like all right you can cheer and basically say, do it for free and come here whenever you want yeah, as long yeah. as you stay on this team. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I did that level four the first year. Then the year after that, every year after that was level five. So which just is, constant competitions, yeah. constant traveling. So, like, I got to travel to, like, Atlanta, Nashville, Michigan, Florida, like, all over the U.S. And I'm like, dude, this is, like, sick. And then you make friends along the way. So now you have, like, friends in every city. So every city yeah, you go yeah. to, you literally just have hella people, you know. And did you get to meet other trickers while you're doing this traveling? Did that? Uh, yeah. So mainly it was like other cheerleader tumblers, like tumblers who like me who like really didn't give a shit. Like I'm gonna do my own stuff, yeah, go yeah. hard. Like a lot of cheerleaders when you go to a gym and you're going to like look at a team, they don't practice anything harder than what they the need for requires. the routine. Yeah, yes. yeah. There's a handful of guys like in the tumbling world. That, like, when I was growing up, would, like, just reckless backyard tumbling, not yeah. care. So when we went to competitions, we'd meet, link up and go tumble in the grass, go tumble on concrete. And just like, go hard. Yeah, go hard. And it wasn't, like, planned sessions. It just, like, happened to be, you're at this competition, where let's link. And then just did that. Crazy. For, like, years. So how did you make the decision, or what was the breaking point where you decided, or when did you start getting really good at tricking? Because obviously you're still doing the tumbling and the competitions, but then all of a sudden you slowly started getting onto the tricking scene. Like at what point did things unlock in your head? Was it like the discovery of corks? Was it discovery of wrap throughs? Was it? <laughs> so actually, before I get on that, I'll talk to you about how I learned rap. Okay. So Isaac, one of the first trickers I said I was like watching do like tricks at ECX. He, I was like, yo. What? Because I, I think I forgot what I learned before. I couldn't learn like cork yet on ground. That didn't make sense no in my mind. No way. You yeah. couldn't do corks. I did like kick the moons and stuff like yeah. that. But like I couldn't cork. And like I was like, what's another trick I can learn that's like no one really does in like this day and age of tricking, but like it's still cool and yeah. dope. He's like, dude, it'd be easy for you to learn a rap full. I was like, what's that? And he showed me on the trampoline on the tumble track. He just did like a round off cartwheel type thing, yeah. land on his right foot, and then just did a full. He's like, dude, just do a round off or cartwheel and land on your right foot and just do a full. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, and I did it. And he's like, bro, that was literally it. That's I was perfect. Like, really? I was like, what? He's like, try to hyper it. I was like, what's that? He's like, land on your right foot again. I was like, all right. And then I did it and it was easy. I was like, damn. Oh, that's weird. He's like, dude, try to double it. And then I doubled it. And I was like, what? I was like, that was pretty easy. And he's like, dude, that's crazy. You just did that that quick. And All I was like, in the first try. Yeah, I no didn't even know what I was doing at the dude, time. wrapped up in the first try. And then I was like, this is weird. I was doing it on the, like, the trampoline with a mat on it. Yeah. So like, it was kind of different. I was like, I'm going to try it on the floor. And then I did wrap fools on the floor, but not wrapped up. I didn't land it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, um, so then how did you start your cork journey? So the cork I learned off a picnic table. I remember. No Actually, there's way. videos of it. For height. You just needed to learn how it, to... It, it's on YouTube. No way. It's literally on YouTube. The first cork I ever did. No way. Yeah. I did. I could, like... One day, it was like I was trying them on the ground, and it was just, like, not working. I was too, like, straight up and down. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, my head, it was, like, fucking with my brain. I couldn't... Like, it was just mentally hurting me, like, thinking about no. how to do a cork. And I was like... 
this is weird. I can't do it. And then like one day I had an epiphany and then it was just like, it clicked in my head and that's happened for a bunch of tricks. Like I struggled for a long period of time. And then like one day, like I'll think about it. And then my body just feels weird inside. Like it feels good. Like, Oh, I could go do that. Now I know how I was like, what? Yeah. And then next thing you know, it's like, I was like, Hmm, maybe if I just try this, it'll work on the cork. And then I was like, the only place I think I could do it off is height. And so we, it was like a picnic table in this, like, at this school in Irmo onto wood chips. I ran it in a cork off of it. No way. Yeah, and I, like, landed and rolled out. I was like, dude, I did not just do that. And everyone was, like, freaking out. And I was like, what? And then next thing you know, I did another one. I was like, dude, this is, like, unreal. Like, then it started how did unclicking. I, how did I, like, do that? No way. Yeah, okay. and then I think I did a B-twist off the table first two after that. That was my first B-twist. No that crap. one really didn't make sense. Yeah, you're like, still working on those. Still, yeah, still working on that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Eight John. years later. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I just I terrible. just know you always hate your <laughs> B-twist. Suck at double B-twist. I'm just kidding. Um, that's crazy, man. So then, because we got to talk about it. How did you start figuring out swing throughs? So after that day, I can't remember how many days. I don't think it was too many until I took it a flat. And then really I started training like how high I could get a cork. Okay. So you just worked at first. So I worked at just height. height. Ah. And then I was like, maybe height will get me a double cork. And then I think a year after I got a cork, I double corked. Might have okay. been once. I don't exactly remember. Okay. But, but you weren't chasing swings. You were chasing Yeah, I was chasing dubs. just dubs. Wow. How many double cork setups? That's what I wanted at first. Because when I discovered what a double cork <coughs> was, I was like, how many double cork setups can I get? <laughs> just put them in the bag. Yeah. So yeah. J-Set was the first one. And I'll, when I did that, I literally thought I was like... Dude, there's no way that was like my second year of tricking yeah. or something. I got a JSEP dub. I was like, this is like unreal. Like, yeah. how'd I do that? And then I did cork, swing double cork almost wow. that same day. But I was like too straight up and down. I was like too slow, the cork was. Yeah, yeah. And, but it was high, which was like, and the secret to like how I started doing was I, I did uh, corks with ankle weights. No so way. So, like, I'd only do single corks with just ankle weights. Like okay. Like, 10 pounds, 5 pounds. On both ankles or just on your swing leg? Both. Ah. Yeah. And so then when you take them off, you're light. I was literally just, literally swinging doing the highest corks. That's what I did to train J-Sep Dove. How, so, how long did you I would you do, wear? like, 5, I'd do 5 to 10 corks with the, uh, the ankle weights on, and then I'd take them off, and then I'd go for the J-Sep Dove, and that's how I landed it. No Because when I went for it, way. I felt extra swing, extra height. <laughs> That's it crazy. works. Ankle, ankle weights work. Yeah. Just saying. They work for sure. That's crazy. And then as far as swing chains go, did you land like one swing first and you're so, like, oh, this is fun. I think it was like around that same period of time when I landed J-Seb Dub. Um, who was it? Alex Hunter. Mm-hmm. He came to ACX. Random. So random. Super random. Yeah. And uh, he was like getting me to try to do as many corks as I can. And then I think that day I set my, re- I did, I had two the day before he got there, like okay. cork, cork. That was my first time doing it. I was like, I don't know how I did it. And it was, I wasn't thinking like, oh, I want to do as many as I can. And then I hit three when he came, like ah, three corks. Okay. I barely landed that. And I was like, dude, no way. Like I was freaking out. I was like, how did I just do three corks? It wasn't like too hard, but it wasn't like super easy. Yeah. And like, I think when I got to three to four swings and like each next day I was gaining a swing like up to like six. And then that's when I really kind of stopped. And I was like, dang, dude, I did six swings. I was like, it'd be sick to do 10 shit, double digits. Yep. And then I don't remember exactly when I hit 10, but I did 10. 
probably the year after. That was like four years into church. Wow. And did you do anything specific for this training or were you just repping them, just trying to Literally, just swing through? Literally every through? day I would just do corks, no matter if it was one, two, three, four, five, doesn't matter. I was just, just doing do them. them. Okay. Everywhere, not just at the gym. I'd do it outside the parking lot, grocery store. Trying to grass. swing through or just single corks? Both. Oh, wow. So you're just Mainly repping Mainly single cork, but I would do both like, just to challenge myself. So you're literally just mastering the cork. Yeah, base oh, essentially, I would just drill the corks harder than anyone drilled any trick they've that ever makes done. Sense. Yo, and Paul, pull up the seventeen one. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and then we get to this clip right here, which is what's the date on this one? This is uh, what's the date say on that, Paul? January twenty first, twenty January twenty first, twenty fourteen. You release a video of you doing seventeen corks inside ACX. Yeah. So. And this lit the world on fire because we were all tripping. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Because at this point, if you could hit ten, that was elite level. Like, ten was a rarity. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, um, we saw this, and we're like, "Whoa!" I think what happened was right here uh, around this period of time. Exactly, I know what happened. Uh, I think it was was that what month? January twenty first. January. Oh, it might. It was a few months before then. I don't remember exactly, but there was a gathering that my mm. friend Austin Kuhn went to. Okay. It was Michael Guthrie's gathering in ah, Kansas. Totally. And he did sixteen corks there. I remember, and I was like, "Dang, if you know what would be so lit right now? This is what my fourth year tricking." So, like, almost a whole high school career worth of tricking. Totally. I did, I can do something more than what the best The best trick in the world. Yeah, in yeah. The, not tricker in the world, best athlete in the world. Better than LeBron James. Yeah, yeah. Literally, there's, I'm not, that's a whole other topic. Yeah, it's a whole other topic. Yeah. He, he just does things that people will never, ever do in their life. But Agreed. Uh, yeah, um. Yeah, so basically... So your goal was like, let me beat Guthrie. Yeah, so I was like, let me beat Guthrie. I was like, let no me just shit. do that. Even though I'm great friends with him, like, shout out Mike, yeah. like, dude, he's a homie. I was like, dude, I gotta, like, I gotta find something. I was like, these corks aren't, like... It's a good challenge, because, like, I love doing corks and whatnot. People are still, at this time, telling me to do more kicks and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, dude, I like doing swing throughs. Like, that's fun. And, like, there wasn't, like, a long-term plan or goal like all right i'm gonna do this many swing throughs i'm gonna get these results and you just kept adding on it was just like i love the sport i love the flip no why way. not keep adding for like myself you know like it was a self goal yeah too yeah. like i was like i gotta be i gotta do more than mike and i was like i gotta do a self goal and then go to the next one paul then this the one comes out what date is this oh one? wait can you go back to the other one real quick yeah yeah so about this one too I just got done uh, fracturing my ankle. That's why I have that little thing wrapped around On my your ankle. right ankle, on the non... So okay. swollen, literally two days before. I literally forgot exactly what I did, but I remember, like, majority of my swing-through things that I've done, my ankles were destroyed. No. I've never done a swing-through, like, new record. At optimal At time. all, perfectly healed. That's crazy. Literally. So, so this one's January. That one was January. Then this one is literally a week and a half later, January twenty fifth, and you do twenty one. Yeah. So at this time, are you just basically going in the gym and being Actually, like, "This is funny." I think I don't know if it was a placebo effect or not. You can see my ankle was wrapped up too. Yep. Oh, I had yeah. a KT tape on it. So I I just got done doing my um my pants that I was wearing. It's funny. I have duct tape around it. It was like. We just got done doing a, what was that called? Our performance for ACX, like a, okay. a showcase. Yeah, showcase. Because we had a competition, a big one. And then after, I was just like, 
you know, I'm warmed up, bro. I'm hype. I'm gonna just try my quirks right now, you know, because no. I was so bouncy doing them. I was yeah, like, yeah. dude, it's easy. Why not just try to do as many as I can right now? Then no. who filmed that was Aaron Craven. Yeah, my homie. So I grew up telling me with him too. Uh, I basically was just like, dude, let me try. And this was the first try. And then go to the next one, Paul. No way you <laughs> one shot yeah. this. And then what date is this? Oh, this, this was on tour. And this is a so, couple years later, yeah, 2016. So you can see the techniques a little different. Like, it I is different. Control, you're uh, you're not traveling as much. Yeah. You're like in the same spot. So like, as you can see, I spot the ground every time I land. I like, I'm spinning and then I stop. So I'm not like, I'm dizzy, but like, this was like, wait, what was that? That was 2016. 25 quirks on that one. Yeah, we're on tour. So this is in uh, Louisiana. Okay. So we're on the Icon Events Tumbling Tour, my brother and I. And then we were with Aaron, I think. Yep. Yeah. And okay. I, this floor is just bouncing. And you can see my ankles messed up again. Of course. Always a tape. But I, uh, the, time, the video before this, this was like the same exact time that I was like, all right, I need to take care of my ankles. And I was going to physical therapy. And they were doing... Um, acupuncture to my ankle ah okay so okay. i subconsciously i guess thought in my head maybe it's a placebo effect maybe it's not i was like but my ankles are getting healed now like first time i'm doing something about it all right word sometimes it's mental man and yeah. then literally it just clicked like i don't care if it was like like i said placebo effect yeah, or yeah. not i it made me do what i did and i was like i'm yeah. hyped for it you know no way so anytime i really get anything like healed on me nothing gets healed they just like create blood flow to make you feel better just temporary yeah temporary yeah. heal me i can gas so then we gotta ask you go to the last one paul the the next one so this is the one uh oh no where's the da, 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 maybe it's the first one yeah hmm. type in uh 28 so the world uh, record when you finally got it. Oh, wait. So the 17 that I did the day after beat Mike, I set my phone up. I did that by myself. No one was at the gym. And then the next one that I did with the cheerleading pants on, I did that, like I said, right after. And then this, I did the record and then my phone filmed it out of frame. I and remember then I that. And then I called my friend because I was pissed. I was like, dude, please come to the gym right now while I have energy. I, you need to film this because I don't want to have it mess up. So my friend Sean came, Sean Easley. And so were you the only one in the gym when you hit this, 28 quirks? Yeah, I think like privates are just showing up or something over wow. there. Wow. Oh, wait, uh, that was shark stretching. Never mind. That was early in the morning. Yeah, I was just like, let me see if I can gas them out. Like the weather was warm. The floor was bouncy. I was like, let's go. If you, as you can see, like each one Damn. was like... It wasn't getting faster. It was like it started faster. Started getting like labored, getting, yeah. And then I went back to my technique. I first learned to go up, like train height. That's why I train height. Damn. So I can I can always reset. Once my leg gets up, I can push and pull. So when you're doing quirks like that, are you actually spotting and seeing the ground, or are you going off muscle memory? Yeah, I spot when you I'm see doing. It. When I go for a record. I spot each one. Like no to way. Make sure, yeah. Okay. And what are you looking for? Are you looking for the ground so you know where to land, or are you looking for like your set point in the sky? Uh, I look for the ground where I'm going to land so I can know when, when, as I take off, like I know exactly where I'm going to land too when I take off Okay. from where I take off, I'll know where I'm going to land. No way. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. If I take off on my foot there, I already know I'm going to land off. I can land over there. Probably. I would never go that way. Yeah. 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 But like, it, it all depends. Like when I'm in confined spaces, that rule applies more. 
Totally. Like if I'm in an open floor, I just go whatever. Just I just it. spot, make sure that I'm good. Like you know. Damn. But when I'm in like a small space, like if it's dark at night, flashing lights, I'm at the club. I'm like, all right, you can't really spot the ground. It's wet. It's slippery. But you know, like it. That's really based off muscle memory. Yeah. You when just you're in you small just rip spaces. It. Yes. Okay. And, and it's yeah, it's literally all muscle memory. So. Do you think you'll ever go for 30 or are you done? Nah, I'm retired. <laughs> I'm so I'm that's retired. on someone. Yo, I, Shosei, come on, dog. The door is open. Anyone who wants to go for it, more power to you. He just announced he's not chasing it anymore. So the door is open, I y'all. I've been not chasing for a long, <laughs> long time. <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. There's, there's not, I mean, honestly, like 30 would be a dope goal, but like, and I, I it was like, I'd even want to do more than. 10 yeah to start with totally and then by peer pressure in the community and helping push the tricking limits as a whole i was like you know what f it i'll go for 20 and i did 20 i didn't even do 20 i did more than 20 yeah and then the next day i literally added a cork each to 25 yeah yeah so literally the next day i was adding one like one more i was like oh that's such a slow progression i don't feel like having a 28 29 and 30 you know yeah i'm just like I'm cool with 28, like two more. It's not like I'm shamed for life. Like I've still had the record for like six, seven years totally. for doing corks. And like, that's not like a bragging thing. That's just like a real thing. Like no one ever took corks as serious as I did. Not like bro. At, for sure. To don't. this day, you are still synonymous in my mind with corks and Raptors. I'll literally Oops. always be able to do 10 corks. I don't know to what age, but I know on this. the spot, you told me to do it, I do it. For people out there doubting, I literally have been with you when you've been like, name a number. And I'll be like, seven. And you just do seven on concrete. I'm like, this little shit. Seven to dub is yeah. what he meant to say. Yeah. But. <laughs> Hell yes. Well, with that being said, man, I remember uh, shortly thereafter, like once you really started taking over the scene and getting known for your power moves and your, your quirks and stuff, uh, you got sponsored by a little company known as Red Bull, and you were yeah. basically the first Red Bull tricking athlete. Is that correct? Yes. So when did I you get am still up? up to date? The first tricking athlete. There's yeah. a guy in South Korea named Minchol. Minchol Shin. His name, yeah. but Minchol he's Shin. Taekwondo sponsored. Yeah, yeah. So it's different. And then uh, there's obviously parkour totally. people, free runners, but there's no one who's been tricking signed. Exactly, for, except for you. Uh, yeah, so I, I rode with them for like four years, and then as of like January this year, I signed with them on all good notes, all good terms, so nothing bad. I Hell still yes. go to the gym every day at Red Bull. I go to HQ all the time. I work out. Yeah, I was going to ask you. You still get the perks of like training with the using the facility? Yeah, so I still uh, get to ha- I hang out with all the athletes there. I work out with them because, uh, I mean, they just love the energy that I bring in, honestly. That's what the trainers told me. They're like, we miss it. Because there was a period of time I didn't, I didn't go there for like two or three months because I was like super busy and whatnot. Totally. And then I ended up going back and because the uh, gym guy texted me. He's like, dude, we miss you. We need a, You need to come back through, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, I got you guys. I was like, word. I, I mean, I'm down to work out. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up working out there like for the past like month and a half now. Not every day, but like I can go there, rehab, do whatever. Mainly rehab because every day I'm training like, well, not even like training hard tricks, but I'm doing like stuff. You're for using filming. your body every day. Using my body yeah. in like crazy different ways every day. And then I can go there just to rehab like all types of nice high technology stuff there. Totally. And so I know when you were signed with them, basically, uh, we don't have to talk about what your contract included, but basically you were a sponsored athlete. You would get to show up at events 
live performances. So yeah, do uh, things. And I, then... I still do that stuff with them. I'll still do uh, like, for example, I've done halftime shows for like NBA games. Yep. Uh, I'll still be doing those with them. Most recent one I did was the Milwaukee Buccaneers versus. I don't even remember Pistons. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, yeah, totally. The Pistons. Detroit Pistons. I did, yeah, yeah. I did that halftime show and I did that with the dunk team. So that was cool. different than the first demo I ever did for them. So uh, I would go do my demo performance, blah blah blah, for like 15 seconds. Then they would go and do their line. Cool. And then I would hop in. So it was like tricking fused with like dunk team. Yeah, yeah. Super so cool. it was dope. It was cool. And I, obviously, I did my 10 court display <laughs> and like got the crowd lit. And uh, that was, like, way different, though, because I never worked with the dunk team before that yeah. ever ever in my life. So I was like, that was a cool experience for me because they got to show me a bunch of cool new stuff to try and whatnot. So that was fun. And then the first one I did was the Warriors versus the Trailblazers, and that was when the Trailblazers beat the Warriors home in Oregon. Wow. Yeah, so Crazy. that was the first demo I ever did, and yeah, I did that crazy. with Keenan Carr and Michael Guthrie. Yep, I yep. brought them. So, like, what was cool, like, for all the people who are hating out there from when I was on Red Bull – Still watching? Okay. So uh, I put a bunch of money into a bunch of people's pockets yeah, in the totally. community. Like all people on SGTF I brought out for demos. People like I, you, Keenan. I think you pulled out Posse on some, right? Yeah, Ryan Posse. Posse. I got him on a bunch. Adam, my friend yeah, from Adam Davenport. Yep. So like there's a bunch of people I've hooked up with like as many of the opportunities as I was given from Red Bull. Any opportunity I got, I would always ask, hey, can I bring a friend? Hey, can I bring two friends? Hey, yeah. can I? I would always, always think about the community first and try to bring people back. And not everyone got that opportunity, obviously. Of but course. like the people that I like, I clicked with the most, I vibe with the best. That's the people I was like, dude, you earn. People who I also see work the hardest. Yep. They, I'm like, dude, they don't even do something for themselves. I mean, I'll give you an opportunity if it comes up because I know they deserve it. Yeah. So I'm like, totally. dude, they definitely like, why not? Like, Mike is like a prime example of that. Like, I'm not, Mike, I'm not saying anything bad, but he's been working at GameStop and he, I think he was a manager there. I think he's actually quit recently, maybe. Yeah, he just quit. But I'm like, dude, just quit. he's literally doing things that no human will ever do in their life. And he deserves and, to make money off it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And for years, he's just like, he's not seized that opportunity as fully as he could. So, like, now I'm, like, trying to do it for the people who, like him, who had the opportunity but didn't. And then when I get the opportunity, I'll try to bring them along. 100%. Yeah. You know, if I can, if possible. If not, then, like, it is what it is. But It's what it's all about is, like, trying to share the wealth in the community. Like, yeah. it, I basically, same thing even in stunts for me. I get a job or a contract. I just try to work with my friends. Like, bring Paul on, bring Ben on. Yeah. Like, I'd rather work with people I know than strangers. It, 100%. Well, and so I know you got to travel, do a lot of events. You got to compete at a lot of things. We even got to go to Korea together for Red Bull Kick It. What was times. Uh, what was the coolest event that? Or coolest thing you got to do as a Red Bull athlete? Is there something that stands out Ooh. in your mind or an event that was like the coolest place you got to travel to? Um, I mean, besides Kick It, obviously South Korea was like a huge... And for me, like, I think the best thing to do at this day and age, like when you're young, is to travel. Yes. And like, there's no other thing that I could preach on more than just traveling. So any anytime Red Bull got to send me anywhere, like the only time I went overseas, well, I actually went twice overseas, sent me to Rome for a day. To shoot a video totally. now, one day, totally. literally one day. Yeah. And I was like, okay, word. But I was like, it's the experience to go to Rome. Yeah, you know, I don't course. even care. I and, flew in and at not night, on your filmed dime. the whole next day and left the next morning. I was like, dude, I don't even care. I'm down. I'm like, it's fu- I'm like, what, 21? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I've never been to Italy. Why not? I know it's not a full experience, but still it's better than nothing. So I took that opportunity, did that. And then uh, 
the South Korea experience was like unreal because I went what three years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, three years I've been to South Korea and like it's been different each time. Totally, and it's been amazing too because like that is a whole nother side of the planet that I've never seen. Like Asia, I've never been to like Thailand, China, anything like yeah, that, yeah. and I'm trying to, but like South Korea, it was unreal to go there. So I know every other part of that South like Southeast Asia area is yeah. like. It's so worth going to. And for me, like like I said, traveling young, best thing you can do with your time. Hell yes. Honestly. And like for me, I, with tricking, I started traveling when I was, what, 16? And it was the first time I ever left the country. So I started tricking at 14. Then two years into tricking, someone was, I'm not saying dumb enough, but they were, they they were nice you. enough <laughs> to invite me to a gathering, to a gathering in yeah. Israel, yeah. Kofsky. So yeah. they had me out there and... Uh, they had me for Tricks Reel 2000, I don't even remember, 2012 or something. I was like, dude, this is so sick. Like, they had me on a poster and everything. I was like, I'm two years into this new sport, and they already put me on, like, this <laughs> shit. It's like, what? Because, like, I would always throw my, like, my hardest tumbling stuff. Yeah, of course. Every time. Because, like, for me, I'm, like, one of these people, like, people expect a lot coming from someone like me. For example, who always is doing crazy shit, yep. they always expect the most when you're around. So, like, when I went there, they expected so much, and I, I not even I have a problem with that at all. I was going to say, like, do, you, do you feel the pressure when you're at gatherings and events to, like, perform well? Uh, I used to, and now I'm kind of like, it's not, when it's more so a public, when I'm like, I don't want to do that. But if I'm, like, at a gathering, like, I was just at Hooked recently, I'm like, I'm down to go hard, like, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's... It's it's not, and for me like that when I go hard, it's not like I go hard all the time. It's every once in a while, so like, it, it's easy for me to do it. I guess it's like when you take time off from something, you come back to it. It sometimes just clicks. Yeah, and especially literally like that it. for hard tricks. Like uh. I don't have to train triple cork every day on ground, or post videos of it every day to show you that I can still do it. You know, yeah, yeah. I can still double cork snappy if I wanted right now, but. I mean, it's just, like I said, it's all perspective. Hell yeah. And, like, being able, like I said, back on track to, like, the coolest place Red Bull's ever taken me. I mean, I, like I said, I love South Korea, but, like, the most fun time, like, it's taken me. There's this thing in uh, Texas, Austin City Limits. Uh, a- yeah, ACL. They took me to ACL. It's a music festival. But it was more than yeah. that. That was the last day. They took us, like, on an athlete retreat, and they took us to... Uh, what is it? Uh, Willie Nelson's Ranch. No, okay. So, like, where they filmed, like, movies and whatnot. Yeah, there, yeah. We stayed on there in RVs. Totally. And, like, it was, like, athlete bonding. And there's, like, 75 to 100 athletes there. That's cool. So, in all different sports. So, you got, like, all pro skaters, snowboarders, like, you name it. They're all there and whatnot. And they, like, had us there for, like, three days. So, we all just got to hang out there for dope. three days, make content, do group activities and whatnot. And for me, that was lit because I'm, like... Dude, like, what? How am I, like, over here with, like, Tory Pudwell yeah. or, like, Zion Ray? And now I'm, like, literally we're just acting a fool, skating around, making videos, flipping over and whatnot. And then, like, fast forward, like, a year later, now I'm, like, best friends with them. Like, great. Yeah. Well, not best friends. I'm great friends with them. Like, we see him all the time. I go over to Zion's crib and whatnot. And he just made the uh, Olympic skate team. Yeah, yeah. He's a, one of the first people, too. Like, him and, like, two of my other friends. I'm like, dude, who would have ever thought in, like, that time period to come you would, like, be able to do... You yeah, know, yeah. The doors that were like open that. just yeah. because of Red Bull. It's crazy. Yeah, just because of, literally, from Red Bull. And, like, them bringing all these athletes together and see where they've gone now, I think that's the coolest thing. Like, yeah. they brought us all together that period of time now to see where everyone's grown from there. 
And then, like, then they took us, like, the festival on the last day. And then, like, I was, like, hanging out with all the skater guys. And they're, like, yo, we're going to go watch uh, Ferg right now perform on stage. And then the Red Bull people like, no, we have to go over here to the VIP lounge and set everything up. Yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. I'm, they're, I'm, like, dude, I don't know what to do. I'm, like, I'm trying to, like, play my cards right, be smart. You know what I'm saying? Go with the Red Bull people. But then this guy was, like, no, just come with us. I was, like, all right, whatever. I just ran with them. And then uh, – we, I think it was within 10 minutes of being there. Then there was like, I was just hyped, bro. It was my first music festival ever. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, this is lit. I've always wanted to go. And then like, there's a mosh pit. And then they had me like doing flips and whatnot, filming all my story. And then I got called up on stage from there. And I was like, all right, this is like, uh, I feel like Red Bull planned this out. But they did it though, right? Who, who was it? What rapper was it? ASAP Ferg. ASAP Ferg. That's right. When you got pulled yeah, up on stage. So I, See if you can pull it up, Paul. I really thought like... It was all planned because Red Bull, they're like helping put on the music festival. The Red Bull's camera yeah, was yeah. filming on the stage. So it literally looked planned out. But then he called me up on stage, saw me doing flips and like whatnot in the mosh pit. And guess what I was doing, everybody? Corks, not hook kicks. <laughs> and, you know, he just noticed to swing through his lane. I did like five to split. I don't know why I always go to the fake split, but like it's just, I don't know. It's a good ender. It's, it's, it's a crowd ender. It doesn't hurt at all. So like... I don't know. I kind of stick with it sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, after that, then I got caught up on the stage. And, like, I'm not going to talk about how I was feeling. But, like, I was on the stage. And I was like, this is lit. I was turning. <laughs> you know what? Blah, blah, blah. And then uh, I didn't know how to do an on-spot and for free uh, <laughs> demo. But, you know, it's more than doing it for free. Then I was, like, yeah. random exposure. And I was, like, oh, my gosh. And now it's actually my most viewed video ever. Yeah, it's got a game. On Facebook. I, I just looked, like, three days ago. It was at 10.4 mil. Damn. On my page, on my yeah, reshare. That's crazy. Like, Dang. I did not know it was, like, that big. Damn. And that was, like, one, like an eye-opener, too. Like, just, like, traveling the world is an eye-opener. Like, being on stage and then, like, just seeing, like, Something I fell in love with in the middle of nowhere, South Carolina, got me brought up on stage to that point in, your to life. That point in my life, just a few years down the road. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I've only been tricking for eight years now. Damn. No, seven, seven, yeah. eight years, yeah. I'm like, I can't even imagine where I'd be like in 10 years from it, like two more years of this. And like, now I haven't been injured in like over a year. My ankles are fine. Everything's fine. I'm not even like in my prime either. I'm just like maintaining you know totally totally i mean kind of along the lines of that that you talked about you're basically now not chasing stuff you're just creating content and uh along the lines of this being your most viewed video i know one of the other ones is this one paul pull up the second video next one (laughs) i saw you trying not to laugh so this is the one So, uh, so this has got to be, if not your, this has got to be the second most viewed video of yours. Um, that's actually the third, I think. No way. My first, and it was actually Red Bulls for like a like. Ah, uh, I know which one you're talking about. Backflip on the surfboard. Yeah, yeah, the backflip on the surfboard. I was like, that was a random video too. Man, they're all, so, oh, they're always random. So this one though, this is the one that definitely got the most buzz by far. Which this is, one definitely got more attention than anything else even though it didn't get the most views it got the most attention attention, brought up majority uh like a ton of times go to the next one paul it's a slow-mo i think too so (laughs) set the stage here bailey what the hell is going on here and what happened it was a cold morning in wichita kansas (laughs) 
the storms were brewing right over the cliffs. Actually, there were no cliffs because it was a flat field. Super flat looking. <laughs> next to two graveyards on each side with Tanner Brungart's grandparents watching me in the back left corner as I semi-rotate across my shoulder with a smooth roll. That's kind of so, what happened. So but... what happened, though? Did you guys wake up and you're like, all right, I'm going to flip a car today? Uh, yeah, that's kind of what happened. There was no what it looks like. plans. So uh, <laughs> I, was, I was on tour, you know. And like long story short, uh, it was Z Dom. Yep, Dom was in the Dom car was with there Tanner, random, and then uh, Jack and me, and then we were in the RV. Next thing you know, Dom's like, "Yo, I've been talking to Tanner. We're gonna see if we can go to like this is on our journey, by the way, moving from South Carolina yeah, to LA. To here. This was halfway across the journey. Can't even say all the wild stuff that happened in like literally all the crazy stuff that happened in between. This is like unreal, and there's a lot of footage for that as well. So. This one in particular, though, we weren't even planning coming to Kansas at all. Dom, I don't know. I think he had to go there. He needed something there. He was just like, hey, I can just hit Tanner up and we can go do something. I was like, you know what? Let's go do it. Why not? And I was like, Shark, are you down to do it? And he said, oh, of course. I was like, all right, let's go. I think we spent two days there. No, three days there. Okay. First day, just kind of like hung out and chilled. You know, it's our first time meeting him, even though, yeah. like, we knew each other off the internet and whatnot. And, like, we just hung out, chilled, vibe. It was fun. And then, like, I saw, like, his car, and I was like, that's cool. And then, like, I think it was, like, a few weeks before this, I, I, uh, I was in Indianapolis, and I did, yes. like, the same Pull thing. Pull the first one up, Paul. <laughs> so I did the same thing. But you didn't really corner. go over it. You so went I, to the nah, side. Nah, nah, so, no, I, my shoulder was over it. Yes, and, yes. and I have another angle on my phone from front on so people can see that. Yes, I had a fraction of the shoulder over, even if that's like two eighths. It's still oh, over. It's it. still body parts over. That's <laughs> that's the difference of someone getting hit by a car and then someone getting hit by a car and breaking the glass. You get paid more to break glass. Totally. You know what I'm but, saying? So this is what gave you the confidence. This is what gave me the uh, yeah. It was confidence, and uh, also I have very bad luck with my shoes coming off. I know it's very random, but as you can see. I set back, the shoe comes off. Got hit by a car, my shoes flew off. I double backed on a helicopter pad, my shoe flew off. Well, both of them. And I just have very bad luck because most of the time I'm not wearing my shoes when I'm doing this stuff. <laughs> That's the honest answer. And, you know, like a lot of, you know, people like skaters, they have their boards that fit them. They have their bikes that fit them. Yeah, yeah. Or you have your lucky Yeah, you, know, you have your, your lucky yeah, things yeah. you wear. I just, I have my body and, you know, whatever goes under my feet. I'm like, dude, as long as it doesn't hurt to land or take off, no bruised feet. Like, there's padding. I'm good. Like, no way. So, like, these shoes, they weren't always the tightest. Like, they were loose. Like, when I'm running, I feel my ankles loose. Like, so it was always the perfect. Actually, no. It was never the perfect situation yeah. for any of these stunts. Never. This one in particular, I was just super hype, and I was with the president of the Indy 500. So I was like, and he was driving the car. So I was like, dude, yeah. They're like, wait, you sure you got this? I was like, yeah, bro. Like it's fine. I've done this before. You know, it's cool. Never done. Never done it before. I, I like, I talked it up. Like, dude, like, come on, I got this. And then they're like, all right. I was like, here, let's just do like three run throughs. You know, it's cool. Why not? He's like, all right, all right. And then like the two, the first one, I was like, way off to the side. Yeah. I was like, all right. Then I inch my way in without him seeing. I just kept moving in until the actual one where we like filmed. I was like, all right, I'm going to do it this time. And I was actually about to go over it because like 
I got so confident in my head I could do it. And obviously, look, even yeah, if I'm on fine. the other side, I'm fine. Yeah, you're fine. Head but, like, wise. I know there's people like the haters who are like, ah, oh, you didn't make it or you didn't do it right, blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't see anyone else without using Photoshop actually trying to go blind no car and flip over. Yeah. Everyone does the front flip or the side flip, blah, blah, blah. Damien Walters did a version of the back flip. Yeah, but a lot but of with people the don't know. car that is low, no, no, but that's uh, scary, too. A lot of people don't know this. Damien Walters was on wires. Just, just blew your mind too. You're welcome. Uh-huh. Damien Walters didn't really backflip. He was on wires. Oh, just ruined Bailey's life. <laughs> but that makes you feel even cooler because the one no, that you thought was real. Boy. That's what yeah. I'm saying. The one you thought was real wasn't real. So go to the one with Tanner. <laughs> so there's no question about you going over the car on this one because so actually I'll you tell got you, hit. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll tell you what went wrong here. So, uh, besides the fact it was 34 degrees outside, <laughs> he's also going really fast, which is like crazy. And my round off. All right. This is one of the problems. And I already said this way long ago too. He was not going where we said for him to go. Like I had, uh, and I, it might've been cause of the wind, but like I set some, like I found twigs on the ground. Yeah, I was, I was like, I've say. laid them and I was like, this is where you're going to go. This is where I'm taking off. Like I had everything set up, like shit on the ground so people can see. And like, I, I think, I feel like he turned it or like, like he, cause like, obviously I was head on. Like when I saw the car, I was round off in straight. Like my round off is not crooked. Yeah. And I was like, Hmm, you know, why not? Like, why not just try it a couple of times first? Cause like the first, like we did like two warm ups before and the third try, I was like, let's just do it. Cause I was like, I want to get it over with, you know? And literally the whole drive there, everyone's making fun of me about it. Like, you're going to get hit, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, we pulled up and, like, oh, we're about to put you in the graveyard, huh? And I'm like, y'all are whack. I'm yeah, like, I'm going for it. So, yeah. y'all are. And, the, and then, actually, I don't know if this is what, like, messed me up still. Like, besides, like, him, like, moving a little. Because, obviously, it wasn't the straight, like, the car was a yeah, little more it's a little right. off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Compared, because there's kind of, like, a line in the middle, you see, of the road. Yeah, yeah. I was right on that lane, and he was, like, kind of off. But. Needless to say, I still got hit. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah, it was just one of those. Uh, but it, what's what, crazy is that you walked away fine. Yeah. So like nothing. Like, what was the final verdict? I had a bruised heel and, <laughs> <laughs> and a bruised leg, and I actually still have a cut in the leg from it. Like, no I way. Have a scar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, from the headlight. But and, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I went to a doctor. I wasn't going to even go to a doctor. I didn't care. I was like, dude, because I stood up after I stood up. I went, stomp, no no bone pressure, nothing hurt. I was like, all right, we're good. I was like, it's just compact. Yeah. And then, yeah, my leg got hit the shit out of it, basically. Like, no smacked hard. Way. It was just like a huge, like, I don't know even. It was just like, it was swollen from like halfway down my leg all the way up to like, Probably in my knee. So I have a question. When you were in midair, did you see the ground? Yeah. So when I got hit, well, before we did that, um, I was going to say we were timing it to go like 25, but he was going 30. Yeah. That's also. fast. That's yeah, fast. I told him to go 25. Yeah, that's fast there. And I told him to put it on autopilot, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like it, it drives that speed. <laughs> But I feel like that foot just mm, yeah and, yeah yeah. But you know, uh, back to what you you were saying though. Uh, say it again. Did you see the air? Did you spot? Yeah. The so the spotting. Uh, yeah. Like I've I've had people interview me about this before. It's just like when you're in the air, obviously, like it wasn't expected to get hit. 
But the thing that triggered me to know I was hit was the noise. Yeah. And I was like, oh, where am I? And then I like was like, I was sideways all the time. So like spotting this and going in a circle is just like, wherever you see green's ground, wherever you see gray's concrete, you know, stuff like that. So I, I was going off of like colors and like <laughs> what I was seeing. And then last second, I was like, I can't just land like this. I Like natural instinct. I don't know what told me, but I was just like, roll like that. And that's just like, I don't know, growing up doing parkour and free running like a lot of my life. Even despite like the fact I'm doing tricking stuff, I'm still training parkour and stuff. Yeah, I was yeah. like jumping off stuff, front flipping off totally. stuff. And then you always got to hit and roll. Never just stick that stuff. That's how I knew how to do this too. Trampoline air awareness and parkour. You know, you know what I thought of, which no one else I don't think has ever said it. I thought of the bagel bite right away. That's why everyone, a lot of people yeah. commented that. When you got hit, I was like, oh, I mean, you basically did full twist roll. <laughs> it was a half, half to like side half roll. Yo. The bagel bite is a swing through one and a half dive roll out. McRap <laughs> is a wrap one and a half dive roll out. Which are both difficult, man. Well, we're glad you're alive and not dead. <laughs> um, but it's cool, man. It kind of segues into what you're doing now, which is... Uh, you're just basically out here in LA creating content daily, if that makes sense, for lack of a better yeah. term. So what is the focus of your goal now? Like, what's the everyday life and life of bagels consist of now? Um, every day, I basically, I wake up around literally between the times of six and seven. Yep. Every day, there's like no exception. I'm, I just, I don't even set a clock, I just do it. And I wake up early and then uh, I basically check out like obviously my social media because that's a huge thing. Like people are like, don't get too consumed in it, blah blah blah. Like yes, that is a thing people preach on, and like yes, I'm doing social media every day, but it does not consume me. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So uh, I would say like I check and see which content I'm about to post. So obvious, I post at like between eight and nine in the morning on Instagram. Yep. So I figure out what I'm gonna post. I literally like I check a couple of videos. I'll see what looks good. Sometimes it's so random, I'll even forget to even post at the times I want to post, and I'll literally just find something fast and click it and post it. Like it's so spont it's spontaneous. Yeah. So, so do you post? It, you said you kind of post around eight o'clock, but then other times just sporadic. I always post at nine for the past few months. Cool. Nine a.m. Yeah, yeah. That was a prime time, and yeah. then I started seeing shark posts early. I was like, all right, I'll try it. And then sometimes early to good. Like there's people up early. Yeah. yeah. But you got to think. I always am thinking not here. I think of the East Coast. What are people doing on totally. the East Coast? Are they in school? Are they you got to think of all the factors because that's like, that's a huge thing. Yeah, 100%. Like, for example, TikTok, I just made one of those recently. And the prime time to do that is like 3.30 mm. when kids get out of school. 3.30 p.m. Yeah, 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 totally. here. And then yeah. it's like evening over on the East Coast. So not like 1 p.m. here where it's 3 there, whatever it is. Yeah, it's, 100%. It, yeah, it's all like 3.30 here is prime or before school hours. And even on the weekends, it's even better to go earlier because kids are up. And that's like a more kid-friendly app. Yeah. For Instagram, it's all users, especially for mine. Like, my biggest age range is 18 to 24. And then it the second biggest is 24 to whatever the next 35, I is. think. Yeah. Like that. yeah. And then my third biggest is the teen audience. Okay. So it's like, it's different. I have like a good age range yeah, for yeah. what I do. And uh, I mean, like I said, it wasn't like... I go out like like I said. Uh, I don't plan my content what I post. Just like I don't plan what I'm going to go film. Yeah, okay. That's not. I know you asked that the Pasha, but it's kind of same with me. I don't really go outside planning. Like he, like he said, he said, uh, he has an idea what he's gonna do. 
I have no idea what I'm about to do. Like, so you just go out. Yeah. I go out and I'm. I, I just try to make something like whether it's like sometimes even on accident I'll film something for my Snapchat story. I'm like, dang, that would actually be a dope Instagram post. Why did I do that for Snapchat? And then I post it that Snapchat clip on my Instagram and it does like 500k. And I'm and like, it's fine, dude. Like that doesn't make any sense. What I've noticed is like Instagram doesn't matter about high quality content. That's YouTube. Instagram's about those short, fast clips. Yeah, like yeah. Anything between five to fifteen seconds. Just to keep people's brains busy. Kids' attention spans are yeah. just like, or even people's attention spans are. It's getting lower each year. 100%, it's even crazy because Red Bull every year I was with them, they were showing us how much the attention span goes down. Because I work with the social media team mm-hmm. a lot. So they show me some insights of all that stuff, like the percentage is dropping every year. Wow. So now when you're on, like you're scrolling, what's going to pop out more? A video like this or a video like this? Yeah. yeah. That's why I've always been like, I've always preached and I would get mad at people for not filming sideways, but I only film up and down now. Yeah. And, you always, and you always post square or vertical. Yeah. I don't ever post square. Really? I won't post square. Wow. I can't because... Uh, well, I can, but like on Instagram, when you're scrolling, if it's square, it's going to take up this much of the screen. Totally. If it's vertical, it takes up majority of the screen. Yep. So now the viewer's more likely to see it, one. And then something even helped that out more. Obviously, the thumbnail matters. Yeah. But having bright colors, that is like bright stands out. Like wearing, I, I like wearing like light stuff like this and dark, but those don't ever do as well. Yeah. It's yeah. the bright stuff that pops that does better. And like, I've hung out with like a bunch of my friends who are like big Instagrammers that like I study their content, but use it with flipping because they're not flipping based content, but they're like good Instagram strategy content. Yeah, yeah. So kind of t- like see what they do and kind of a variant of that with my own style do it. Okay. And what you don't have to talk about numbers right now, but for kids out there that are listening and are thinking like, man, maybe I could like do this later in my life. How are you monetizing and making money? Is it off of like partnerships, appearances, so like, um, brand deals? I do, yeah, I kind of you know, listed a bunch. So I do brand deals from time to time, but I want to do brand deals that uh, stay consistent with my brand. So I used to just like back in the day, I would do as many brand deals as I can. But for me, I'm like, that's like cool to do at the time. And like, this wasn't like just getting free product. This was like still getting paid for these products. Totally. And if you liked it, you continue to just work with them and stuff. But with a combination of that, uh, Red Bull and like working years of private lessons at ACX, like I was never done with my money because like I've watched people in my family, like my mom wasn't always the best with money, but like me, I'm smart, so I would watch and see what people messed up on, and I would learn from that and step away from that and not go towards that route. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I would see where, you know, I've hung out with a bunch of successful people too, so I'd see what they do to strategize to save money. I wasn't one to read a book or listen to, a, like, a podcast. Funny how I'm saying that. Yeah, that's but, funny, right? Like, uh, I wouldn't do that, like, no TED Talks or anything to, like, save. It was just, like, something, like intuition almost like i was never really in the urge to like i need to go buy this to stay up to date with blah 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 like, yeah yeah i, feel I like. need this gucci hoodie to fit in with everyone i'm like i'm gonna drop 1500 like i never ever had that mindset so like for the past six years i've just stacked everything i've had and like recently i actually been talking like uh this bank and stuff in south carolina i'm actually gonna get a house pretty soon there cool so i was supposed to do it last month but then like we ended up joining that world's team last second, yeah. four days before world. So like we had some stuff come up, uh, 
But like, yeah, I'm like looking for a house now in South Carolina, not to live in, just to rent out, so I can start getting residual income. Because like, while I have all this money stacked up now, and I haven't touched it for years, might as well put it to work, you know? Yeah. And like, it's smart for the future, you know? Like, it's it's what's well, even like. Let me take a step back. It's even crazier to think that I've made all my money from flipping. I can get a house from that, like. Exactly, it's, and that's what I want kids out there and, to hear. And like, it's like more than like, oh, I, I'm gonna go in to get like a loan to do this. Like, it's just, you're buying the house, like, yeah. straight up. And like, that's like crazy because I never thought like when I first found out tricking, I thought it was cool. Yeah, but like, that's not like oh, I'm gonna make a living for that for a little bit of my life. Like, this is not what I'm doing my whole life at all. I'm yeah. not gonna be tricking. Like, I've I've stepped away and done like a bunch of stuff. Like, try to start up small business with my brother. Yeah, yeah. Or, like. We try to do like our tours in the summer. We try to do Bitcoin. Try to like step into everything and like it's it, you kind of like one. It's a good learning experience to do all that. And then on top of traveling, that opens your mind to more than just like focusing on the money side of everything. It opens you to like just one love basically type deal stuff. You yeah, know. Yeah. So like a combination of mixing both is like that's the prime sweet spot to me at least. So like. Like I said, right now what I'm doing to make money currently still like on top of already just like keeping everything set up, like not really wasting it over time. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, just being smart. Yeah, being smart with it. Um, brand deals. Uh, that's that's really all I could think of now. And what's your goal right now? Is your goal oh, to... Oh, well, actually, I, I take that back. I'm monet- I've been monetizing my YouTube channel. Yeah, of course. So yeah. like... Uh, Instagram isn't monetizable, but you can do brand deals. So that's how you make your yeah. money through that. YouTube is monetizable. You do that. Plus, Off you put accounts. brands in the YouTube video so you can make double, yeah. triple actually. So what's your goal right now? Is your goal to uh, stay out here in Cali for and just keep creating content? Or do you have a five-year plan right now? So right now, currently, I'd say for me at least, I'm, I want to stay in Cali as long as I can. Like We're in our house till December for sure right now. Okay. So we're in the grab pad all the way till December for sure. And basically staying out here as long as I can is like obviously the main goal because what I do, you can't do that, like I said, somewhere in South Carolina and actually pursue it to like actually make you financially stable plus what else you're ever trying to do, you know, like opportunity wise in life because you never know like being out here, someone could call you one day and say, hey, I need you for commercial tomorrow. Can you do it? Instead of having to stress, book a flight, do all that stuff, waste money to Yep. It's like you're already here. If you found a way to manage to make it work out here and it's actually cost affordable more living here for me than in South Carolina, which I never thought would happen, but it is now. Um, it's basically just like networking yeah. at this point. Network, network, network. And this is where people want to see content the most. Bright colors, bright skies, palm trees, beach. Good weather 24-7. They just want to see that because, like, most people, why do they have something on the internet? They want to see other people's stuff. They want to see other things. Why would you even follow someone? What's the point of following someone? It's to see what they're doing. You want to see what they're doing. You want to see what they're, where they've been, what their goal is, what their long-term goal is, what their plans are, how they've evolved over time. So here is, like, the best place i would say to try to pursue that image yeah and like it's it's really like where i'd say everyone's ultimate goal as like someone that's in the social media world to try to get out here yeah and then when you're out here i'd say once you're here don't ever try to find a, a a reason to be satisfied or content with what you're doing because 
there's always somewhere you can always keep going more because like for me i'm not like oh, i got this i'm content otherwise i would have never got up to fucking 28 quarts yeah my exactly. goal in the beginning was literally just get 10 i'm totally. like word i'm just want to get 10 well one to even start and then i tried i just kept pushing more and more that's just because i like fell in love for that so i was like i love this feeling like i want to do this i want to keep pursuing that and then once you figure out that and when it clicks and obviously quirks click for me because like it's more than just setting a record in my community like it's got me on like tv it's got me paid jobs it's got me like put on stage it's like it's it's taken me further than i ever expected yeah in a good way too so and it hasn't really put a toll on me at all yeah man doing these quirks and whatnot <laughs> no but it, it makes sense what you're saying though it, la is a very tough city and for someone that's actually born and raised here i'm one yeah. of the few people that's actually from this place i see people come and go all the time and most times people go back because they haven't made it or they weren't prepared or they just don't have the mindset and the work ethic to keep fighting and doing it like you're doing man yeah. so just keep doing it man you're definitely inspiring not only people from back home but you're inspiring like a whole generation of trickers that are looking for a way to make something out of their movement you know yeah, so for sure we appreciate it man you're definitely a beacon of light in the community um real quick man take a look in there and shout out where people can follow you online because i know it's a huge part of your life so where can people go to follow these things online and talking to your microphone like we talked okay guys so if you want to find me online on social media my instagram is at bagels underscore pain my youtube channel is bailey pain if you want to go like on facebook bailey pain twitter bailey dot pain six snapchat bailey pain three you don't have to do the last two it's just mainly instagram and uh YouTube, but yeah, go check it out. It Hell is yeah. lit. Lit content every day, new content every day. So uh, stay tuned. Hell yes, brother. Well, yo, thanks a lot, Bailey, for coming on. I really appreciate you sharing your perspective, especially uh, to all these kids out here that are uh, doing the same sport that you grew up doing. So, yeah, man, I appreciate shout it. Shout out to you, man. Uh, thanks, as always, to all of you out there for watching another episode. we got to give a very special thank you to Mr. Paul White Cotton for running the cameras, as always. And be sure to uh, like, comment, and subscribe for brand new episodes each and every week. Join us every Monday for brand new jam breakdowns, looking at the top 30 clips in the movement world. And every Friday for brand new jam cast, just like this, where we interview influential members of the movement community, just like Mr. Bailey Payne himself. Yes, sir. Yes. Let's go. So with that being said, guys, very special thank you to Mr. Paul Wycotton. Very special thank you to our guest this week, Mr. Bailey Payne. And as always, guys, I'm your host, Travis Wong. Thanks for joining us here on another Jamcast. Until next time. We'll see y'all soon. Woo. Peace.